0: Welcome to Brawny Conversations. I am Patrick Braun, your host. This podcast will provide our listeners with informative and entertaining discussions held with experienced people covering a wide range of topics. If you want to shorten your learning curve or just learn more about one of our topics, this is the podcast for you. Enjoy our discussion. We have two very special guests today. First, we have a returning guest, Jennifer Horstman. She is the US team manager for Kwame Racing Team, and she has been a youth and junior triathlon coach for two years. She was a college soccer player and is an avid participant and competitor in all types of endurance sports activities. She is also a recent convert to CrossFit. I also encourage you to go back and listen to Jennifer's previous episode on the Brawny Conversations podcast. Our additional guest today is Megan Davis. She has a love and passion for working with kids helping them get and stay active and finding fun ways for them to do so. With 20 years of fitness, nutrition, and multi-sport background, she brings knowledge and fun together to help young athletes excel in the sport and develop skills they can use for life. Megan enjoys working with young athletes and finding ways to make it fun, exciting, and challenging to help them achieve their goals. She is a former college soccer player and is a USAT certified coach at the youth junior and one and two levels. There is exciting news with the USAT Youth and Junior Nationals in 2020. Twenty-three. Today, we'll begin discussing this as well as providing insights into the world of youth and junior triathlon. Ladies, welcome to the Bronny Conversations podcast. And I have to start this out. You both played college soccer. I'm wondering if that's where your friendship began. And if not, how did you meet?
1: It's really unbelievable that I had absolutely no clue that she played college soccer also. Um, And I probably crossed paths with her at some point during all of that. And I didn't know it. Um, I got lucky and joined the Kiwami Racing Team. And she's our awesome manager. So we've got to know each other over, I guess, the past year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And we finally got to meet in person. (laughs) at youth and junior nationals this past year.
0: Wow. Let's 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 (laughs) let's dive into this college soccer thing just just for a second. So, Megan, where did you play and what position did you play?
1: I was at Stephen F. Austin um, in Nacogdoches, okay, Nacogdoches
0: Texas. Texas, right?
1: Yep. Nacogdoches, nowhere. Um, beautiful I, place, though. beautiful it's place. It's so pretty, so pretty. Gorgeous biking, too. Um, it's I played, hilly bear. It is, it is. Um, I played midfield there. Um, I only played my freshman year. And, um, yeah, midfield, <laughs>
0: I love it. Very good. Were you were you better on the offensive side or the defensive side?
1: I would probably say defensive. I was actually defensive player in high school and then they switched me to midfield in college
0: because you like to run <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The coach thought so, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's good. Hey, Jen, I've got to ask you because I never I I I, tell remind me where you played, but also tell me about your position and and, uh, what you did in soccer.
2: Well, this is interesting, uh, learning about Megan's soccer as well. So that's this is funny. So we both graduated high school, it looks like in 1998. Um, And so I'm wondering if Megan did any Olympic development soccer on the uh, South Texas ODP team? So I
1: did a little bit. I was actually from East Texas. Um so we did a little bit, but we, we didn't have a whole lot of opportunity in East Texas. I actually played Dallas in or played soccer in Dallas for club. So okay.
2: what year team were you on? Okay, you so eighty-one. I, uh, I would have been 80. So I grew up in El Paso, Texas, and I played on the South Texas ODP team, but I was also on a team in Austin, Texas, and so it was Austin Thunder, and uh, so I don't know if we maybe played against each other, you and Austin, I mean, sorry, you and Dallas and me in Austin, uh, so I'm just... I think we might have maybe, we probably crossed paths on the soccer field, maybe, uh, but it sounds like we never played together. And then I went to Illinois State University to play soccer and I played goalie. So. Oh, you're yeah, yeah, a brave for, one. I did that for <laughs> four years.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is so awesome. I'm glad to be able to connect you guys on your That's soccer. Funny.
2: Yeah. And then, like she said, we met in Cincinnati for the Youth and Junior uh, Triathlon Nationals just last summer. We met in person. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Fantastic. That's so cool that you guys yeah. have the same background. Didn't even wow. know it.
2: Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's funny. (laughs) Yeah, once an athlete and competitor, always an athlete and competitor, and Mm -hmm. you you know you got to find ways to, you know, channel all that energy and interest as as you get older. And obviously, you guys both chose the endurance endurance sports world, Uh, and we're going to talk about more about that today. Um, What I'd like to know is how each of you became interested involved in you know, our topic for today, which is USA triathlon for youth and juniors.
1: I guess my interest started in college. Like I mentioned, I only played my first year of college for soccer. Once I was done with that, I kind of was just trying to find something to do to stay active. Um, we started in adventure racing and so that, Kind of get me the feeling that I wanted to do triathlon only I was not a swimmer. Um, So that was that was the big, the big part that I had to work on. Um, But I had seen all the Kona stuff. And so there was a little bit of a pull towards that.
0: Now, when you say adventure racing, are you talking about the multi-day, you know, go up in the mountains and across the rivers and all that kind of stuff?
1: So I was much more of like the two to four hour kind of adventure racing, but it was mountain biking, trail running. A lot of times it was either kayaking or canoeing. Um, so that kind of took okay. the place
0: of the swim. Got it. And
1: we just mostly kind of did Austin area stuff.
0: Okay. Well, you're going to have to dive in to tell us about the learning to swim experience because that's an interesting transition. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, how about you?
2: Uh, So after college, uh, let's see, I continued to play soccer uh, for a few more years. And then finally I started getting slower and the kids that were coming up into soccer were getting faster. And so I like Megan was looking for something different to get into and what could I do? And so, uh, some coworkers at the time, uh, from my customer accounts got me into doing triathlons and that was back in 2010. And then I, only started, uh, getting into youth and junior triathlons in 2020. Uh, when, When COVID hit us in 2020, I was already interested in becoming a coach. And then um, what was hard was to become a coach through USA Triathlon. You had to go to Milwaukee or you had to go to Austin or somewhere to become certified. And that made it hard because um, I was already traveling so much for triathlons. Traveling for a certification was too hard. So 2020 hit and they made the certification virtual. And so I was able to become a coach online. And so that helped. Uh, and I became a youth and junior coach in 2021 and that's when my program started and a lot of my kids are maybe six to ten year olds and i have a few that are um, above 10 year olds so i just recently got into youth and juniors
0: okay well that's that's a great example of one of the good things that came out of COVID, mm-hmm. right right yeah. the remote certification process mm-hmm. with benefit that's fantastic yeah um. Thank you for sharing that, and and Megan, we're going to come back to you because I I do want to dive into this just a little bit. So, tell us about how you went from being a non-swimmer to a you know competitive endurance sport athlete, where swimming is is you know one of the primary elements. How how'd you do that?
1: I will say that I am still, that is still a work in progress. Um, I did like one year of summer swim back in like fifth grade. So that was really the only swim experience I had before, Uh, I think in 2006, I signed up for a race, decided I was just going to do it. I learned very quickly that if you do not train for the swim, it can be a very long day. It was a different <laughs> distance race, but I ended up breaststroking the majority of the race just because I didn't really know what I was doing or what I was getting into. Um, I think it was like seven hundred and fifty meters of. Breaststroking and side stroking. <laughs> so I progressively kind of started working on trying to become a swimmer um, after that. So it, it's still a work in progress. So,
0: well, if uh, you know, I can relate completely to that. And uh, I have trained extensively and, and you know, can swim. Two and a half, three miles, freestyle, no problem at all. But uh, Ironman, Arizona in November, I swam two point two miles in the backstroke in fifty five degree water. Oh my goodness. Oh my I don't even practice wow. the backstroke. So yes, I can relate. It's uh Swimming is an interesting mm-hmm. endeavor because you you can't breathe in that environment. So you got to figure it out. So love it. Okay. Um, let's, you know, we've with, with USAT, the national championships for youth and junior uh, the big change in 23. And that's really the purpose of the podcast today. Uh, talk a little bit ladies about what it was like, you know, up through 22 and then what's changing and what will it be like in in 23?
1: I know for us, we started going to nationals, I think maybe 2017. We've been probably four times, I think with COVID there was a gap and everything. Um, So we've only been to races in Ohio. It's been the same location, same format, and everything for each one of our experiences there, and it's amazing. I always tell all of our athletes that they have an opportunity. Go, we love the course. Um, so,
0: ask what what is the distance that that they do.
1: So it depends on the age. The 7 to 10-year-old race age is a 100-meter swim, a 5K bike, and I believe a 1K run. And then it doubles for the 11 to 12-year-olds. And then recently, they changed the 13 to 15 year olds a little bit, and their swim was a little bit longer. Um, I think more trying to kind of bridge the gap between the regular age group youth and switching to draft legal kind of trying to bridge that swim distance and everything. Okay. Um, so, but the majority of the kids are swimming that like hundred meters or 200 meters, depending on age.
0: Okay. Very good. And so what, what's going to happen? So in the past it was all in Ohio. So what's going to happen that's different in 23?
1: <sighs> So this year we get to join in with the adult nationals. So the, the sprint nationals, um, I think they have an open water swim race and a couple of other things going on too, but it's, it's going to be like a big multi-sport festival weekend type thing this year instead oh, wow. of it just being youth and juniors.
0: Okay. Same location in it's Ohio. In Milwaukee.
1: Yeah. They switched it to Milwaukee. Milwaukee has hosted the adult distance nationals for a few years so now we're moving over with them
0: okay wow well that it makes a lot of sense because you know multi-sport tends to evolve in families and and so it could be an opportunity for families to participate together which is pretty cool
1: I think they're definitely looking, you know, hoping to have less setup and breakdown because before it was back to back weekend. So they're setting up and racing one weekend for youth and junior. And then the very next weekend, usually, I believe, was the adult races.
0: So okay. it'll hopefully Makes a lot simplify of sense. it. Yeah. I think I think it'll be fun for the for the kids also right being being in field that that big environment competing on the same course as the adults Uh, obviously probably different distances but but that could be very exciting for the kids as well have you received any feedback from uh, on it from from the the youth athletes that you're training are they excited about it
1: um, we have a few that are excited more are junior age athletes because it gives them the opportunity to potentially race multiple times during the weekend. Um, if they are a junior, so the 16 and ups that are racing draft legal style, they can race on Friday in their national elite division. And then on Saturday will be the mixed team relays, which if If you ever get a chance to watch the elite mixed team relays at nationals, it's a blast to watch. It's hilarious. It's very competitive from some athletes a lot of them are having fun with it. it it's great fun. Um, so they could race those two days back to back. And then if they've qualified for sprint distance nationals, they could also potentially race on Sunday. So instead of racing two weekends back to back, it's a lot of racing in one weekend, but only traveling to one location.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's that's really, really beneficial with the athletes. And, and I can just see all the kids smiling faces. You know, it's uh, endurance sports. What's really cool is the community and, and everybody Everybody is 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 suffering and competing and and you know celebrating each other's successes and challenges and triumphs. And uh, what a cool atmosphere to be involved in.
2: I have a question for Megan. Yes. Yeah, on that, because uh, you said Friday in the elite, Saturday in the mixed team relays and then Sunday in the sprint for 16 and ups. So uh, for the Sunday sprint, do you mean that that's the sprint triathlon for? And with the adults, right? So there's a, I believe
1: there's a 15 to 18 year old age group in okay. there, so they can qualify I believe for worlds through there. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that that was some of the planning that went into it, I believe was so that they
2: could still race that race as well. Got it. Okay. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, that's good to know. Thank you.
0: So how, how how does a youth or junior triathlete qualify to be able to participate at the the U.S. championships?
1: So the really cool thing for the kids is they don't have to qualify in any way, shape or form if they're wanting to just raise the youth age group. Um, So all athletes seven to 18, as long as they have their USAT membership, um, they're eligible to race. Should they want to? That's awesome. It's it's fantastic because you have it brings a lot of families in. Um, It also allows people who have kids that may be on the very high performing level in the youth and junior elite racing. Those kids do have to qualify for the draft legal racing, but if they have younger siblings, Mm -hmm. they can just sign up and race. Um, The youth and juniors do have to go through a qualification process. So there's four races in a series and there's allocation spots at each one of those races, depending on how you finish, Um, they do roll down. So if you're in one of the later races and some kids above you have already qualified, then those spots will roll down a little bit. Um, but you just have to qualify at one of those races.
0: Okay. That's, that's really awesome. I I love it. It's an, basically an inclusion policy and getting, getting more people involved in the sport, uh, which as we all know it's, it's such a healthy, positive environment and lifestyle that can just improve, you know, the quality of your life, Uh, whether you're, whether you're eight or whether you're 88. So, um, that's exciting. That's really cool. Um, where, if someone's interested in trying to find out more about, um, these youth and junior nationals, where's the best resource to go to? I'm assuming there's a website of some sort.
1: I know the, the place that we send all of our parents to is the, usat website and then they do actually have a section where it's got information on nationals and so they can just kind of click on there there's information on how to register and what the different age groups and everything
0: are okay fantastic perfect thank you for sharing that okay so getting back to to you two you both have a passion for youth sports and training. Where did this evolve for each of you?
1: I know for me, it was just I was coaching, my kids are now 13 and 15, um, but I was coaching them in soccer and basketball and t ball and all of those types of things when they were younger. So I I was also a preschool music and movement teacher, so I liked working with younger kids. I was comfortable with it um, and I liked keeping them active. So once my kids showed interest in triathlon, that's kind of where the
2: shift went. So for me, uh, I'll go ahead and start with I have five step sons and so When I came into their lives, you know, they would see me working out and they would see me training for triathlons and stuff. And Jennifer, why do you do this? Why? Why do you always run? Why do you always bike? And I told them about triathlons and stuff. And so there is a big kids triathlon here in the uh, Peoria area. It's actually just north of Peoria called Chillicothe. And there's a kids triathlon every June. And so I got Four of my stepsons into that event one year, and so watching all of the little kids do a triathlon, it was just so much fun. It was so great to get out there and help them in transition area, watch them swim and then bike and then run, and uh, the faces at their finish lines. And so it was just, just amazing. And so now that was probably about five or six years ago. And so then, I, uh, I tried to get my stepson to, to do the triathlon. Uh, but eventually as they got older, they were like, no, no, I'm done. I'm done. And so then in talking with one of the triathlon race directors over in Bloomington, uh, his name is Kevin McCarthy and he runs the TriShark triathlon. We were talking and one of the biggest gaps in triathlons these days is, <clears throat> is the age group of people in their twenties. And so I thought, well, the best thing that we could try to do is get kids into triathlons. That way, when they get older, they can say, oh, I've done a triathlon. I could go ahead and go do a triathlon when they get in their 20s or something like that. And so, um, uh, so then, you know, that gets me into coaching and 2020 and all of that stuff. So, uh, so that's how mine started. I just thought that if you teach them young, then eventually they'll want to do it when they get older because they could say, oh, I've done that before.
0: <laughs> Megan, specifically, you talked about how you got into adventure racing um, when you stopped playing soccer. And, and so I'm curious, really, how did you ultimately get into the triathlon training and racing segment of, of it what, what was what was your interest in there megan
1: i think after the race in 2006 where i just kind of signed up i at that time i was working at a running store when we lived up in virginia and several of my coworkers were triathletes and so they kind of talked me into finally just signing up for one um after that i decided that i was probably going to need to have a little bit more training but i wanted to race again and do better. Um, I ended up having my son the next year. And so I took a little bit of a break. Um, but when he was about three, I think he saw my husband race. And once he saw my husband race, he really, really wanted to get into it. Um, We spent two years trying to find a race that he was old enough to do and that they had locally. Um, We lucked into one and he was immediately hooked. Him and his best friend at the time, um, actually still one of his really good friends, um, but they were hooked on it. So they started doing a couple of them, which oddly enough was what really motivated me to get back into it. Um, so we started training them as a little duo and then turned into a trio after that. Um, so then I started racing again, training a little bit more and it kind of progressed from there as I was learning how to coach them. I was learning how to coach myself a little bit more, um, instead of just signing up for a race and going out and trying to muscle through it. Um, So that was really kind of how I moved into it was doing one. And then once my kids started doing it, it was a big motivating factor, which oddly enough, I find to be the case a lot of times with parents on the team. We have a lot of kids that race and their parents eventually sign up for a race and then Mm -hmm. do one. I've seen
0: that also.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: it's really fun. I mean, the environment's fun, right? When you're out at a race, yeah. all the participants and the cheering, and you just want to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, both of you were beginners at one point in time in this you know endurance sport triathlon world. Uh, what were some of the challenges each of you faced? And Megan, obviously, we know the fact that you didn't swim really was was one. But uh, what were the other challenges you guys faced?
1: I mean, for me in the training aspect, it was just trying to learn how to put it. Like I had always been coached my entire life. I was an athlete for somebody else or, you know, as a part of something else. So having to learn how to do things on my own, put together training plans, figure out what work, learn that overtraining is a real thing. Um, learning that I can't muscle through everything and that form is an important thing in all aspects of it. Um, those were kind of some of my big challenges. I learned a lot. Those from are
0: great. <laughs> those are great points.
1: And I think that's something a lot of people who are athletes as they're younger, they do. They're very driven um, and very motivated, but maybe not necessarily take the time to learn the baby stubs because they're so used to kind of either being good at something already. It's hard to, hard to step back and start from scratch again. Um, so there was a lot of that.
0: That, Those are great takes. It's, uh, you know, when you're trying to be really good at three very different disciplines, (laughs) running, biking, swimming, Um, it it is a challenge there's there's no doubt at all and allocating the time and and you coming from a team sport background you know there's there's a coach there's other players there's um, accountability there and you move into the multi-sport word and really it's individual accountability and self-motivation and you know that's why ultimately one of the benefits of joining someone like uh kwame racing team is you you get this community that you can share and and slog with, but at the end of the day in your training sessions, you're pretty much on your own. So great points. Jen, how about you?
2: Gosh, I think the challenges that I had as a beginner was, uh, trying to fit in training for all three of course. And then, uh, time, you know, in, right. And time. Exactly. How do you fit in training for a swim? How do you get in training for the bike and then the run? And so looking back now, I, I think this year is year 13 for me in triathlons. And, um, I have finally gotten to the point of I'm good with being average at all three, <laughs> cause that's where I'm at right now. And, um, but all that really matters for me in this sport is just to have fun with my friends, you know? Um, so I don't have to, I don't have to place in my age group or, uh, win a race or anything like that. For me, it's getting out there and seeing my friends out there on the course and, uh, seeing everybody out there, uh, just to, you know, have fun together out on the race course or even just in that environment, Uh, before and after the race and stuff. So, um, so the challenges I would say, um, you know, you're, if you really want to do it, you'll find the time to get it done. And then, um, I think as you go through it, then you'll realize, you know, where you are, you know, with your age group or with your ability levels and stuff like that. And so, uh, if you really want to become better at the bike, then you'll make time to, uh, do the training for the bike that it requires, you know, cause that was my weakness was the bike. And, uh, to this day, I think it still is. And so you just got to just keep working at it. So, yep.
0: Right on. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Do so either of you have any funny experiences that's just stand out that, that our listeners would enjoy hearing a, a, a brief story about I, I and specifically obviously related to an endurance event. <laughs>
1: I can look back and laugh now. In the time, it was not funny, but I actually—I've only done one Ironman. I did Ironman Texas in 2019, and then swore I was never doing another one. And I'm <laughs> up to do it again this year. Oh, no. <laughs> Good, fantastic. But I got suckered into it, peer pressure.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that
1: but yeah, I was riding on the bike course. All was going well. They had the, you know, all of the um, volunteers holding out the Gatorade bottles. I had gotten very comfortable taking nutrition as I was riding. And there was a really adorable kid that had a Gatorade bottle out. So I rode past him and went to go grab it and should have known I was just tired at the time. And I wasn't paying close attention. I just saw a cute kid. Um, but he was full on holding it as opposed to like holding his hand out and having it set on top of his hand. And he very kindly tried to hand it to me, but when he did it, he kind of like pushed it into me. So I just tumbled on my bike. Um, luckily I had slowed down to go through the aid station (laughs) But it uh, had probably it slowed down to like 12 miles an hour or something like that. So it could have been significantly worse. But I popped up very quickly, pulled my bike over, just made sure everything was OK. And I started taking it <laughs> off again because oh, no lady tried to get She's like, I'll grab medic. I said, no, 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 I'm fine. She's like, there's blood. I said, no, 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 I'm fine. I knew I had adrenaline. I couldn't really feel anything yet. So I hopped back on the bike and took off. But I definitely learned the lesson that even when you're tired, pay attention and maybe go to the adult that's handing the water or the
0: water (laughs) yes (laughs)
1: lesson was learned I pass that along to all of my adult athletes now that are racing make sure that you only take things from a palm as opposed to somebody full on holding it very
2: good very good point yeah
0: yes (laughs) wow
2: I still have a little, I'm trying to think of something. Oh no, I don't have anything to top that really. Wow. Wow.
0: Well, I will tell you to avoid just what you experienced. I avoided Mm -hmm. the stops, um, to, to get water. Um, I loaded, I loaded everything I needed for the for the ride on the bike, and then at the um, special needs. So um, the only stops I made were to use the porta potty during the ride. Um, <laughs> so because I was taking in so much liquid in the desert. But um, yeah, I I uh, when I heard about those transition stations where you could get water and stuff on the on the bike, I was like, man, I am going nowhere near those. So I've tried to avoid them for that exact reason. Mm-hmm.
2: The rest of
1: it was very smooth. That was just a, that was a, my fault thing. I was not, (laughs) wasn't clear enough, (laughs) but now I I will pay attention this time.
0: Yes. The adrenaline probably was a nice ad at that point in the race, right? To get a little spark. It
1: helped so much because I made it probably another 15 miles before I realized that I was still hurting.
0: Bleeding. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> goodness Wow, okay. So um, you know, some of our listeners will be people that have never done a triathlon, haven't thought about it, um, and will go, why would anybody in their right mind? decide to do this. And so it comes back down directly to the benefits that you've personally received from, from participating. So if you would, we'll start with you, Jennifer, you know, what are some of the benefits you've gotten from, or you've received from your endurance sport training and competitions? Uh,
2: I would say the first one is all of the friends that I've made from been in triathlon for about 13 years now. And so um, I just have, you know, friends across the states, around the globe. Of course, a lot of them I only know virtually. Uh, I need to just get out there and start traveling more to uh, race more in other locations to meet more people. Uh, so I'd say my friends that I've made through this pursuit. And then the second one that I would say is traveling to those triathlons for, uh, for these races, you know, I've gotten to go to, uh, Maui for XTERRA off-road, off-road triathlons, uh, world championships. And then I've gotten to go to Penticton, Canada, uh, for USAT off-road world champions. And then, um, all over the place, you know, across the States from Ogden, Utah, Pelham, Alabama, uh, places that I wouldn't have been normally, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that I have just found beautiful. Uh, and so, and even like Placid, New York, just, just all over. And so, uh, so I'd say, uh, the benefits have been making all the friends that I've made and then getting to travel across the country or, uh, globe for all of these triathlons and stuff. So I would say those as my top two, great,
0: great experiences and memories mm-hmm. generated out of those trips,
2: right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool, Megan. How about you?
1: I would definitely say the social end is a a really big part of it. I have a great group of ladies that I train with um, for most of my training. I it's something I have been able to train for and do with my husband as well. So that's a lot of fun. Like right now, we are in a masters group together, so that's our lunch day dates every day or every week.
0: Oh, that's um, that's great. <laughs>
1: My kids make fun of us a little bit for it, but, um, the mental end, like it, I really, the long training a lot of times is where I brainstorm when I'm running. I very rarely listen to music. I think things through or brainstorm, um, kind of same thing, staring at the black line at the bottom of the pool. Sometimes I'll get in its zone and just be able to think things through. So I think mentally and emotionally, it kind of helps, just process things. Um, health-wise it's just been really good to give me something after soccer so that I have a focus. Um, it forces me to stay at least somewhat in shape. Most of the time. Um, I like that it's, if I was just running, I don't think my knees would tolerate it. It's really good cross training. Um, the water, swimming. I feel so much better when I'm swimming, even though it's not my favorite and I'm not amazing at it, (laughs) but it does a lot of amazing things for your body. Um, and then it's just really cool that it's now something that my entire family does. We race and train together some, um, and with the youth team, that's, it's really built the group that we have the social end of it. Um, and it's I like what it's done for my kids. I like that it's given them something that they're going to be able to do for the rest of their life if they want to. Um, and they've made a bunch of really great friends through it.
0: That's really good. That, that's a, a, a lot of benefits received there. And, it, you know, what I take away from that, it's, it's really core to your lifestyle and and with your family which is awesome because we all know as families grow and and everyone gets older it's it's more and more difficult to to spend time quality time together doing active things but but really uh there's only you know a few things that you can do th- throughout all your ages and you know literally triathlon is one of those things that that you can do from being very young to being extremely old. So um, it's neat that you're doing that and and hopefully your family continue to do that together for many, many years. That's that's really awesome.
1: Well, and despite me saying that this is my last Ironman, I probably will agree to do at least one more once both of my kids are old enough to do it with me. So maybe there's one more in the tank after this one.
0: What a cool experience that would be. Awesome. For sure. <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. Well, so, you know, what advice do you guys have for the, the person that is listening to this and says, man, that would be really cool, but I wouldn't even know where to start. What, what, what suggestions would you have for them to get, get started in this, in this sport of endurance training and, and, and triathlon, uh, competitions?
1: I, I mean, I would say find a small local race. I love supporting the local race directors. Um, and I feel like the races are a little bit less intimidating because they're usually smaller and find one of those, sign up for it, find a friend, a group, a coach, some kind of social supportive network, um, that can help motivate you to train, but then also can help on any of the weak links that you might have. Um, lots of coaches put on first timer clinics
2: or different things
1: like that, which are really good resources.
2: Mm -hmm. I was going to say the exact same thing. Just, you know, we have some local races here in the uh, central Illinois area. Uh, go ahead and just, sign up for it. I know that sounds, you know, uh, it's easier to say than do. So, um, but I sign up for it that way you have the motivation to train for it and then along the way as you train for it it's likely that you'll meet somebody at the pool or at the bike shop or maybe in a running group that has done a triathlon before that can connect you to other triathletes also so that way you can meet other triathletes or even a triathlon club uh, in case you just don't even know where to start or who to ask you know so just sign up for it and then along the way the journey is where you'll meet people along the way to connect you with others that have done triathlons. Also
0: fantastic advice, both of you. And I, I'm going to add on since I just did this journey myself, um, you know, basically start small, start small, you know, don't your, your goal may be to complete a full distance ironman event but start small and you know in my case i basically planned for 15 months uh and i started initially and just i was walking and swimming and biking a little bit and that progressed i put myself on a 9 month training program and then completed ironman texas 9 month or Iron, i'm sorry ironman uh 70.3 texas in galveston after training for 9 months and uh You know, not a not a competitive age grouper, but but had a had a great time and had no problems finishing at all and enjoyed the experience. And then uh, signed up for Ironman Arizona with a six month training schedule and did did the same thing. Finished, didn't set any records, but uh, felt great, smiled, made a lot of friends, and enjoyed (laughs) the whole process. And it's amazing for those of you who are listening that um, you know you could be a, a non runner, non bike bicyclist non-swimmer but in a period of you know 15 to 18 months you can literally go out and swim 2.4 miles bike 112 and run 26.2 and do it all consecutively and feel great uh, but it's the consistency in starting small and allowing your body to adapt and grow over that period of time and uh, you know fo- you follow a structured training program so that would be my advice and uh, you know for me I've I've enjoyed the process and and uh, you know Know, it's fun to get involved. The the community's a blast. And if you can connect with people, uh, they're out there. Your neighbors are out you know, training for triathlons. You just might not know it. And uh, definitely something to, to jump in and try. There's a lot of benefits. Okay. Um, if both of you could go back to your 18-year-old selves and, and give some advice, what would it be? And Jen, we'll start with you, and then we're going to make it.
2: Uh, let's see. Knowing what I know now, I would have to say to always stay positive. You know, you're going to go through challenges and they're going to be hard, uh, but they're going to be short and lessons learned. And so just try to keep moving forward and stay positive through everything and, uh, try to smile through everything. (laughs) That's what I would say to my 18 year old self.
0: (laughs) I love that. Megan, how about you?
2: Um, One of the
1: things that I've really, I know it sounds like the triathlon is all my family does. Um, (laughs) There is a lot of that, but one of the things that I kind of remind my kids all the time, because it's something that I needed to know when I was 18, um, was that you are more than your sport. Uh, It was kind of one of those things. I had always been a soccer player. And then once I was no longer a soccer player is kind of having to refine myself and realizing that you, you are more than just that one facet of your life. So the really cool thing, I think about what they're doing is they've got a whole lot of different things going on. Um, and I, I really, I think that's an important thing for especially athletes, all youth athletes to know as they're hitting that age of where they're kind of starting to age out of whatever it's been they've been doing their whole life
0: great perspective there and that's an absolute truth so thank you for sharing that okay we started out this conversation today on usa triathlon for youth and juniors what would you like our listeners to take away from this conversation related to the changes happening in 23
1: I think like if you're an adult who's already racing triathlon and you plan on being at nationals, you got to sign your kid up for it as well, even if they've not been currently racing. Um, I think it's a really good opportunity for parents and kids alike to kind of all do it in the same weekend. Um, it's, it's a really good activity for kids who either get bored easy or have a lot of
2: energy kids that like to play on their bikes. So I think it's a,
1: just a really good option.
2: I agree with that, yeah. And Megan mentioned it earlier, you know, if the kids are doing it, you'll eventually see the parents get into it. And uh, so when I started coaching kids in 21, it was amazing, the adult group that I had in 22. And so, um, you know, get your kids into it and it'll just be amazing how everything kind of transforms and how much you learn about triathlons. And uh, I think it is great that they moved the youth and juniors to Milwaukee so that the kids could see the adults doing it now, you know? And so, um, so it'll be really great to see it all together in Milwaukee uh, this year. So
0: fantastic. Uh, I I love it. And and that part of the country is spectacular Mm -hmm. in the warmer months and Milwaukee's got a lot of, a lot of fun things going on there. So nice place to visit and uh, be a great family activity. So Guys are right on point there. Thank you. Okay, we're going to transition. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was going
1: to say, if if anybody is there at that race and you have the opportunity and you've never seen the youth and junior draft legal racing before, it's Olympic style racing where they ride in packs. They all start in the water or they all start on the swim at the same time. It's exciting, fast, and really cool because it's so drastically different from the way we race typically as adults. Um, but it's, it's a blast to watch and it's really fun for the younger kids to get to watch it. I remember when the kids were seven, eight, nine years old, getting to watch these older kids race at that level and just the amazement on their faces and watching these kids fly Mm -hmm. by on the bike. So highly recommend watching if somebody's, Around during
0: that time. Wow, that, it's so mm-hmm. strange for me to hear draft legal, but that's a <laughs> but that's becoming a thing now, um, and it would be fascinating to watch because watching watching bike racing where where drafting is is you know core to the the discipline. Um, it, it's interesting to see that that potentially is or it actually is becoming part of triathlon in some aspects now. So very cool. That would be fun to watch. For sure. Okay, we're going to transition now as we get ready to wrap the call into the rapid fire brains and brawn segment, where I'm I'm obviously the brawn, because that's my name. And uh, you ladies are the brains. So I'm going to ask five questions. And the way we'll do this is we'll have uh, Megan answer first. And Jen, you follow Megan. And mm-hmm. we we'll do that for each question. So first question, what's your favorite movie?
1: Oh, this is hard because I'm not good at sitting through movies. Um, we have watched the Marvel <laughs> movies, all of them with the kids. though, so, And I actually
2: paid attention to all of them. So probably the Marvel movies.
0: All right. Perfect. Jen?
2: That's really great because I love all of the Marvel movies also. And so I'm, I'm anxious for more of them. Yeah. Um, uh, the last time I did this, I, I said pretty woman, I think. Um, so another, uh, top five would be Shawshank Redemption though. also,
0: Oh, Oh, very good. I think you two are cousins by the way. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Megan, what's your greatest accomplishment?
1: Probably my Ironman Texas racing wise was because I, swimming that far just seemed like such a big obstacle. Um, so racing wise would be Ironman Texas as personal, I would say probably being able to coach as
2: a career now.
0: Love it. Great. Jen.
2: Very good. Yeah. I could say the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the Ironmans that I have done, whether, um, you know, I've completed four and I uh, didn't finish one, but either way, it's a great accomplishment and, um, just getting to the start line. So yeah, I'm really happy about all those. Um, I've done a hundred mile trail run and then, um, I would say coaching kids also
0: hundred mile trail run. Good That's God, different, <laughs>
2: different podcast, different day.
0: Yeah. We'll dive into that one someday.
2: Yeah. Another time. <laughs>
0: All right. What is a goal that you are still chasing? Megan, we'll start with you.
2: Um,
1: traveling wise, probably becoming what I would consider a swimmer. Like I want to one day be able to say that I'm a swimmer um, professionally. And how will like,
0: you know that? How will you know that? Is it you know, a time thing?
1: I don't. I have kind of let go of all concept of it being a time. I think it's just once I feel like... I belong in the water. Like I, once I feel completely comfortable in the water and really, really enjoy it. I, I don't think there's, I think one day I'm just going to feel it. I'm hoping.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, Let I me know it. when that happens. <laughs> 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 I,
1: I go through moments where I absolutely love it, but then I've just, my kids are both really, really amazing swimmers. So it's, it's one of those things. I'm like, it's gotta be in there. The genes have to be in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't found it yet myself, so I don't know. <laughs> but
1: I would say professionally, my goal. I I'm looking forward to when I have my first athlete get to sign as a college triathlete. Like I think that's going to be a really cool experience.
0: Yes, yeah. for that's sure. Awesome. That is cool. That is okay, really Jen. Fun. How about you? what What goal are you still chasing?
2: Well, I wanted to tell both of you to keep swimming in the masters programs because that's what's made. Swimming, a lot of fun for me. Is swimming with the Peoria Area Masters group. It's been a blast. And so I just love their workouts. They're so like different, you know, and um mixing it up in the pool. So keep swimming with the masters groups if you can. Um so a goal that I'm still chasing, I'm trying to create a kids triathlon travel team here in central Illinois. So it's a little bit harder uh, you know, to try to convince, you know, or try to get people to do a travel triathlon program with their kids. And so really that's like my main goal, at least for this year, next still chasing that. And then, uh, professionally I work at Caterpillar and so, uh, you know, working hard 40 hours a week or gosh, probably even more with all the traveling that I'll be doing with Caterpillar. So I love my job there and what I do. So, um, just keeping moving forward there as well.
0: Excellent. Love it. Okay. If you could spend the day with anyone past or present, who would that be? Megan?
1: I would say mine probably constantly changes, but right now I would say Bobby McGee. Um, I've really been following a lot of his stuff on run form. and um, would love to pick his brain.
0: Very good. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to research Bobby McGee. Who, who is, is I just know the song, Bobby
1: he's worked with like Gwyn Jorgensen he works with Project Podium Um, so a lot of the top triathletes he's worked with Uh, so he did a couple of the sessions I think in my level 2 coaching certification Um, just really really interesting guy to listen to knows his stuff um, and has worked with some amazing athletes
0: okay very good I'll check that out Thanks for making us aware of that. Jen, how about you?
2: I would like to spend a day with my parents. They live in San Antonio and I'm here in central Illinois. So I'd like to spend time with my parents.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's sweet. Okay. Um, last of the five would be, where is your favorite place to travel or visit? Megan?
1: Um, anywhere with a beach, anything warm and tropical. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty Sounds nice right now. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anywhere Nothing better warm.
0: than sand between the toes, right?
1: <laughs> little, little yeah.
2: salt. I like sand. And sand.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, go Jen.
2: Anywhere warmer than Illinois right now. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I said last I time, I think I said Arizona and I would say Arizona cause I could be there right now and that would be great. Oh my gosh. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're definitely Megan and I. Obviously, are both in South Texas, so um, you know we feel your pain. I'm sure it's sunny and will probably be uh, I don't know somewhere in the high 60s today here in Houston. Um, I think so. So. That would be nice. So that would be nice. Yeah, the, the, the downside is is I'm looking <laughs> out my my window and I see my grasses now turning green again. It needs to be mowed this weekend, so oh that's gosh. the downside. Oh my oh, gosh. imagine
1: it was mid 80s on Monday. I got sunburned. Oh
2: my <laughs> gosh. I just got a fresh layer of snow today, you guys. I'm going to go visit you. You're, yep.
0: Yeah. Wow. You're always welcome. You're always Jeez. welcome. But uh, yeah, it's just difference in perspective, I guess. But uh, <laughs> we're with you and uh, we're thinking warm thoughts for you, Jennifer. <laughs>
2: Thank you. I need it.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, um, before. I give our closing comments. Do you guys have any final thoughts for our listeners? Anything you want to convey beyond what we've already talked about?
1: No, I'm pretty well sticking with if you haven't given triathlon a try, definitely do it. Um, And get your kids involved. It's, it really is a lot of fun. Great for kids with lots of energy and it's a really balanced way to keep them active instead of specializing so early. Like most of our athletes Play multiple sports on top of being in this as a multi sport. Very well said.
0: Fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. That's a great way to close it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to thank you again for this memorable conversation. I appreciate your insights and I'm sure our listeners will as well. If any of our listeners would like to connect with so you, for what are the best ways to do so? Megan, what would be the best ways for any of our listeners to connect with you?
1: So we're fairly active on Instagram and check the DMs there. It's at Fury Tri-Team, F-U-R-Y. It gets spelled wrong a lot. Um, And then we're on um, Facebook, same thing, Fury Tri-Team or Fury team at gmail.com.
0: Very good. Thank you. And and Jennifer, how about you?
2: Awesome. Uh, well, I can just say uh, to contact or reach out to me on Facebook, Jennifer Horseman on Facebook.
0: Very good. And they could also probably reach out to you at the Kiwami Racing Team page on Facebook as well, correct?
2: Mm, that group is the private group for the Kiwami Race Team.
0: Oh, gotcha. Well, maybe they want to join. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much. That's a wrap for today's Brawny Conversations podcast. Special thanks to our guests, Jennifer Horseman and Megan Davis. I also want to thank each of you for choosing to listen to this podcast. New episodes are posted each month, so please remember to follow us and let us help you shorten your learning curve. Have a great day, everyone. You have been listening to the Brawny Conversations Podcast. Thank you for choosing to spend time with us today, and please subscribe to the podcast to receive our latest episodes and give us a follow on social media. New episodes are now in production, and we can't wait to share them with you. Pursue your passions and help others along the way. Have a great day, and thank you for listening. to receive our latest episodes and give us a follow on social media. New episodes are now in production and we can't wait to share them with you. Pursue your passions and help others along the way. Have a great day and thank you for listening.